All right, ladies and gentlemen, this one has been uh, one of my favorite episodes to just put together to bring to you guys. This um, this is episode 101, 101 episodes of The Awakened Soul, not including bonus episodes. Last week, we dropped The Unruly Creatives, which the response to has been amazing. But enough about that. We'll, we'll, we'll go over those accomplishments next week because this is a very special week. This is the Mother's Day episode. And we got my mom, uh, Patricia, a.k.a. Mama Hayes, as I refer to her on the podcast, which she may shake her head when she hears me uh, call her that. But this is just a special one. Quite honestly, I uh, I love and adore my mother so much, so much. And we've come through so many ups and downs, uh, mainly because of me. Uh, but my mom has my mom is just a very, very powerful woman. And I know uh, no person's perfect at all. Don't get me wrong. There's no perfect person in the world. But my mom is just the the one thing that you can never take away from my mother is what she's willing to do for her family. And not just her children, like all of her family. Um, I don't even think that my mom really realizes how much our family may fall apart if it wasn't for her. Um so it's it, I, I, I've thought of other ideas to bring her on. And um, just with Mother's Day is coming up, uh, dropping 100, the 100th episode last week. This is kind of just the perfect way um, to just bring it all together. Um, so, you know, uh, we will have a in the minor hay segment, a very special in the minor hay segment. And then after that, it's just all me and my mother. So, AJ, take this one away i will see you guys right after this the following is a breaks media podcast you are now listening to the best podcast in the world the awakened soul hosted by my daddy early one sunday morning breakfast was on the table there was no time to eat, she said to me, boy, hurry to Sunday school, filled with a lot of glory, we learned the whole story, she'll always have her dreams, despite the troubled world can bring oh say don't you know we love you sweet Sadie place no one above you sweet Sadie well 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 living in the past sometimes it seems so funny no money will turn your life around sweeter than cotton candy and it's funny i picked that song because my my dad said that that always like made him think about his mom that song um the r kelly version i specifically didn't play that you guys know why i didn't play that version i'm I'm not playing r kelly music but nonetheless um so the end of my hay segment usually this is where i go over Stuff going on in the world, whatever's going on in my mind. But, you know, we're going to take a break from that this week. It's Mother's Day. So the only thing that's on my mind is my mother. Um, and, 
even though I in in the cold open I I did talk about her. Um, this is I, I my everyone um, who really listens to this podcast a lot or gets to know me always speaks about how <laughs> how how blunt I am or how um, my worth ethic because everyone knows this whole podcast, this whole production, the video, everything is all me. But that worth ethic really comes from my mom. That worth ethic and that pride in what I do comes from my mother. Um, I I don't think that I've ever even told her, and I know she's listening, especially this week. Um, I don't know if I've ever even really told my mom how much of an inspiration just seeing her work as hard as she has um, over the course of my whole life. Um, Not to tell all her business, her business, but, um, you know, my mom, from the time that I remember, she was in the military. Um, She got off the military, uh, went to go like go to school to become a beautician. Um, She did that for as long as I can remember. Um, Then when we moved to St. Louis after my parents split, she did hair on top of working another job. I don't even know if she did two jobs and then like fit hair in in the middle of that. I can't quite remember. Forgive me, mama. Um, But my mom's always been someone who is going to work her butt off and no one's going to be, so no one can tell her no. So she can't ever say she can't do something. Um, And that's something that I apply all the time. And even though later on this episode, uh, when there was a question asked to my mom about how much we're like, or what traits that she sees in me um, that I get from her. And she, we are very different people, but we're a lot alike as well. I think, I think we have a lot of the same outlook with stuff, but we just have different ways to go about it. And, you know, when I see the way that my mom raised me and my sisters and how many other kids she kind of adopted and took under her wing along that way, my mom is the most loving person. Um, She'll go to hell off on you. Don't get me wrong. She will go off. But she's one of the most loving and caring people that I have ever seen. And not everyone gets to see that side of her because my mama will go off on your ass. That's period, point blank. Um, but she really is. She cares about people. She cares about her family. Um, and she's just an amazing person. So in the in the Mind of Hay segment, I because I it was so question and answer when I did get to talk to my mom. I really wanted to do that segment. I really wanted it to be about her. I didn't say as much. But mom, on this Mother's Day. I want to tell you that I love you. I want to tell you that I wouldn't be the person that I am if it wasn't for you. And yes, my dad is a great father as well. And when I was younger, I was I was always up under my dad. But I don't think that I don't want it to go missed on how important my mother is to me. And it's funny um, because I, I don't know if anyone would really like say or be able to pick up on how close my mom is to me or how dear I hold my mom to my heart because we just let me not say we I don't show affection like that as much as I should and I know that's something that I'm working on in my life in general but um when I moved from St. Louis I will never forget it was the day or the day before I was moving and I hopped in the car I was leaving my mom's house um and she was like you're not gonna tell me bye and I don't I don't even know if I had said it or not before, but just seeing the look on my mom's face, I think the fact that I was moving to a different city was our first time going to be living that far apart from each other just made me realize like how much I do lean on my mom and not like in a sense of like being dependent like some people are on, on their mother. Um, but 
like my mom's my emotional center and she'll say in this episode you guys are here say i still call her for advice i still call her when i'm frustrated because she's one of the only people who can center it hear me out and be like boy you tripping but um this episode means a lot to me mama i love you um and that that's really it i'm not gonna belabor this anymore i know i kind of ranted so next coming up is finally what you guys have been asking for. I talk about my mom a lot on this podcast. Um, so I've been getting a lot of questions over the last two years almost since this has been up um, about when my mom was going to come on the show. So this is it. This You guys have been looking forward to it. Up next is the interview with my mother. And then after that, we got something special for uh, So stick stay tuned after that. But we're going to take a brief musical break. On the other side of that is going to be my mama, <laughs> me and her. Uh, I'll see you guys there. You all appreciate it. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, was scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister. Over the years, we was poor than other little kids. And even though we had different daddies, the same drama when things went wrong, we blamed mama. I reminisce on the stress I caused. It was hell, hugging on my mama from a jail cell. In elementary, hey, I see the penitentiary one day. Running from the police, that's right. Mama cast me, put a whoop into my backside. And even as a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. I finally understand for a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man. You always was committed, a poor single mother on welfare. Tell me how you did it, there's no way I can pay you back. But the plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it Baby, don't you know it love is sweet Dear Mama Baby, place no one above is You all appreciate it You ready? What's up? You be asking no crazy questions <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna ask you nothing too crazy well, people sent they sent in questions that they want to hear me ask you. Oh, they did. Yes, ma'am. Oh Lord, Peter. <laughs> I don't want to know what it is. <laughs> you were so silly, Mama. All right. All right. I'm answering. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me introduce you. Hold on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So this has been. I guess 32 years in the making. My mama is finally on the podcast. Mom, uh, everyone refers to you as Mama Hayes because my nickname's Hayes. So we got questions sent in to you. But before we get into that, Mama, just how how are you doing? I'm doing fine, son. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. I'm nervous. Nervous because it's weird. Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, it, it's, it's weird. Like, because like. Just having you on on my podcast is is it's nerve wracking, but I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I'm the better f- you question your man. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing too crazy. Um, I guess the first thing we should start off with is um, so December fifth, nineteen eighty six, your life changed for the better. How how did how did that make you feel? Well, I mean, I was a kid, so I don't know. I mean, I was a kid, so I don't know. 
1986 Yeah, December 5th, 1986. It was the best thing Why, why ever was happened. that? Because that, that was you? Yeah, because I was born. <laughs> Because it's about yeah, of course. No, it was great. No, it was great because I always wanted a kid, and and the family, you know, have a child, and I always wanted to have a comfort. So I kind of got all that I wanted. No, um, that's that. That just made me smile. Even though I know I've given you a bunch of headaches over the years. You what? I, I said I know I've given you a bunch of headaches over the years. Yeah, but that's what kids do. And it's not gonna always be perfect. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, especially with me raising your grandchildren, Alan is just so mm-hmm. stressful. Because mm-hmm. Xavier, Xavier went from like the I went from like the perfect first child to like the last one has just been crazy. So I know he he's a perfect child. So <laughs> I, I don't even understand that. That don't seem like that's real, but that's totally real. He's a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I guess we can get into the first question. Um, so this first one, is, it's kind of a long one. It's a question and like a statement. So this one comes from uh, Christian Brianna, um, one of my biggest supporters. And she wrote in this first, may I say, thank you. I've had the experience to meet your son, spend time conversing and although seriously introverted, his mind is amazing place. The small snippets we get of his thought process through his podcast are a testament to proper upbringing and the freedom he was gifted to think freely alongside being able to ask questions. He's respectful, chivalrous, intelligent, and a talented young man who is doing, in my opinion, an absolute is in my opinion is absolute hardest to be the best in all titles he holds. You mama raised a good man, a good black man is what she said. And um, all right. So the question is, with that being said, my question to you, Mama Hayes, is out of all that Hayes has accomplished, what are you most proud of? I think what I'm most, um, I don't know, so many, seriously, Cordera, so many. But the main one, I think you you took my traits and, and even your dad's trait that you are a very good father, outstanding father. And to me, that's very important to be able to raise your kids in the proper manner, you know, as the way you were raised. So I think that's uh, a big accomplishment to me. One of your main accomplishments. Thank you. I, yeah. And it's, it. so I, I wanted, when I got that email, I wanted to ask this question. This may be a tough one, but I want you to be completely honest. When I first told you that uh, Xavier was coming into the world, that I was having my first kid, because that's like when I was almost at like my most hot head, did you ever worry that I was going to be a good father? Yes, I did. I, I, one thing I thought was just, it was too, you were too young. I didn't think you were ready to be a father. And I honestly didn't even know if you knew how to be a father. You know what I mean? So, of course, I, it was questionable. But, you know, you, you proved me wrong. It, it was questionable. I didn't, I didn't doubt like you were going to be a bad father or you wasn't going to be in your son's life. It's just, I just didn't know what type of father, you know, because I just felt you were still just so very young to become a father. That that's fair. Uh, that's fair. It's and I I look back at like that time of like just getting ready for him to come in the world, and I I I I don't know how I did it to be honest, because like I was I was bad then. Like I'm not nowhere near perfect now, but just to think of like how crazy I was and how much stuff I put you and dad through, and to think like shortly thereafter I was 19 when Xavier was born. So very shortly after all that. I had my first child, and it's just, it's crazy to think. And he's 13 now, which is just even weird. He's basically grown. Right. 
Right. But that shows that you, you know, even though you were hot-headed, I'm not going to lie, and you had your own mind, which is okay, but it just showed that even though I didn't think you were maybe listening to dad and me of how to be a, a, a good person, not even only a father, just a good person, that, that was always kind of questionable for me um, when it came to you. But I, you know, you proved me that apparently the way we raised you, it made you turn out to be a really good father and a really good person, not just a father, but, you know, good to your family, good to us. So, and, you know, example for your sisters and, and a lot of things. So it goes along with more than just being a good father. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I, and I think too, like looking back, like after you and dad split, I think, mm-hmm. I think I was mad, but I didn't know how to express it. So I acted out. I think mm-hmm. if that made sense. And I mean, I miss dad. And, you know, even even when you guys split, like I kind of messed up my relationship with dad. Luckily, we've been able to fix it. But I really think I was just mad and just lashing out at everybody, which you guys handled. Well, I don't understand how you didn't kill me looking back at it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, we all was going with things that I, t- I totally didn't want to be a single mom, not with three kids. Anyway, I mm-hmm. definitely didn't want to do that. But we just had to make it work. And I think we did. We had our ups and we had our downs. But, uh. We able to manage, and all my kids turned out to be very good kids. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got some great kids. Um, I, I want to uh, ask this, and this was this was one of the questions presented. Um, so, like being in a interracial marriage in the in the eighties, I think because yeah, it was still the eighties when you and dad got married, but mm-hmm. pr- primarily in the nineties. Like it's 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 way more common now. Even now, some people still kind of look at it crazily. But how? What was it like then? Well, I think because you got to realize we were really in the military. So it was kind of like a lot of interracial because we are a military family. Okay. You know what I mean? So I really didn't experience, really, honestly, I I never experienced any uh, negativity or any prejudice or anything like that because of the military, you know, being in the military family. I think the only time that uh, we kind of experienced that, like one time we went to the airport, we always come home and, you know, I heard someone say, oh, she's with that white man. So that's about it, but that was just someone stupid. So really, honestly, I got to say, I never experienced any any problem with dad and I being an interracial couple. So, you know, I, I, I just haven't, didn't have that problem. So. Yeah, and I try to explain it to everyone too, like how, like us being in the military and living in a military base. Well, even in Tennessee, we didn't live in on, on base, but just being in that, in that culture, in that system, it's kind of like its own, like its own world, so to say. Yeah. And people, it, it is because yeah. the military, they, to me, they're more family knit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say? Because we all don't have our family and we are all trying, you know, we miss our family and we are really basically a military family. So it's, it's kind of like that. That's still your family. You're in the military. So it's different than being out in, you know, outside the military family. So it's, it, it's different. Yeah. And I, and I, like, and it's funny because I've, I've told the story on the podcast too, that I remember, I, I, I and I, and my memory may be off because I'm, I was super young, but I remember like, I never really, really realized dad was white if, if that makes sense until like one day he came and picked me up from school and someone was like your dad's white i'm like yeah i guess he is like it just it just ne- it never was a thing like that's that's just my dad like i didn't think if he was white right. or black so right i know because we i just never i don't even think of that because sometimes like people say to me you got a white husband i'm like well, i got a husband <laughs> so i don't even think it you know like i had a, a white husband i just thought i had a husband <laughs> Yeah. What 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 do you what do you love most about being a mother? 
what I love, the contributions that your children make, you know, the, it just makes you feel good that after you raise your kids or during the raising period, that the outcome that they have become or what they have become in their life, what they make of their lives. And all my kids, I got to say, you know, all you guys are really successful. I'm proud of every single one of you. It makes me feel like I did something right. And it's hard, you know, being a single parent because you got to give up a lot of things and you got to do a lot of adjustments when you used to have almost anything you want and then you got to change. But you guys are, that's the best, I think, for any parents that what your child have become and what he made of them, you know, what him or she made of themselves. And we've, we've all, I think everyone except Cheyenne scared, had a time of scaring you of like what we would become. Cause I know for sure that you, that you were worried about how I would turn out. And then, I, I mean, not to get into like the details, but you know, Trish had her problems, but Cheyenne has really always been like the most consistent out of all of us. Like good. Yeah. Now I'm going to tell you, yes, I agree with you. She's, she's the middle child, but she's the one that kind of, you could call her the glue of the family. She was, I think she had like, she was the one that had my back more than anybody mm-hmm. you got to admit that she yeah. was the one that you know she'll cook she'll do things she'll try to uh solve little problems she, she and she's still consistent so cheyenne is more like the peace peace solver of our family you know what i mean because when things go wrong with me and you when things went wrong with me and trisha cheyenne always came and always you know like kind of like my protector like mom it's oh, gonna yeah. be okay this and this so you know each one of you all have your own qualities, but that was just her quality. It's the wonderful quality she had. Yeah, she, she Cheyenne is, I, and I've said it when I, I know I don't talk to her as much, but um, like anytime I talk yeah, to Cheyenne, I know, I know I'm bad with, with <laughs> communication, but Cheyenne, it's, it's great to see like the woman Cheyenne is becoming, like to see, because you know, we're 10 years apart, so like this, to, to, for me to witness that and like to talk to my sister now, when I do talk to her, it's like, wait a second, that's like a woman. Like to hear her talk about like her plans, and even though she changes her plans for the future sometimes, like it's just like, wow, like I'm, I, I get proud and feel filled with pride talking to her because it's, she's just amazing. They're both amazing. I'm not yeah. trying to put one down over the other, but Cheyenne is it just really surprising me with how mature she is. Right. Well, each kid has their own quality. So she's amazing in that, which for you two are amazing something else. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, that's another question on the list. What, 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 um, what's the, wait, I lost my train of thought. Do, 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 do. Oh, uh, in, in what ways is Hayes Cordero like you in reference to your personality? And if you can choose one favorite trait about your son, what would it be? Okay. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that for me, please? Yes, ma'am. So the uh, first part of it is, in what way is Cordero like you um, in reference to your personality? So what ways are our personality the same? Oh, that's me think. That's hard, <laughs> Cordero, because we are totally different. Now, that's we, are. True. we are totally different. But I think, once again, I'm going back to the same, because I think, uh, like I said, we are totally different. But I think the main part you and I may have a like, a personality, is we want the best for our family. No matter what, we would do whatever it takes to give our family the best and to make them feel loved. And that's to me is so important. You got to, even though you're going through things, we all go through things, you still got to make your kids and your family, your wife and kids feel like, you know, they love. So I think that's the part I would say you have most that I have. And, and, and you're ambitious. You're very ambitious. So you also going to want to be able to provide for your family. 
So I, I love that about you. I think you're going to do whatever it takes to provide for your family. Yeah, so, that's, that's if I had to pick one, that's what it would be. I think your worth ethic, because like, and I and I've I say it all the time, like you. You've worked two jobs for almost as long as I can remember. You, of oh course, my god! Of course, you get tired, but you never really complain because, like, when you were doing that to provide for your children and provide for yourself. Um, so I definitely like pride myself on getting my worth ethic from you because you know for the longest I worked two jobs too, and I'm like, what? What do I look like complaining working two jobs when my mom has been working two jobs for like twelve years? So. Yeah, I got to give it to you. All my kids have that work ethic. You know, that's yeah. that's one thing I said we all have it in common. <laughs> we all yeah. have that. Yeah, we all make our money, that's for sure. Um, mm-hmm. The second part of the question, though, was if you had to choose your favorite trait of your son, what would it be? And I guess that's, that, that's I guess it would be the same thing, my, how I am from it, my it family. Was really, it would be the same thing, honestly, yeah. because like I said, I look at how you, you, you know, you once again try to provide the best for your family, you know. And, and and I think you kind of like me because, you know, I never want to hand, hand out. I never beg people to do anything for me. We did it on our own. You know what I mean? So I think you you have that little strength in you as well that you you want to be like, I can show my family I can be the best dad or a husband that I can be. And, you know, you want you want that because we do. We feel good when we have that. And I think you want that as well. So I think that was once again still the same quality or the same traits or whatever, but I just I had to stick with that one. <laughs> you know that the way you provide for your family and uh, you want the best for your family and you want your family to become uh, to accomplish you know to be something out here, not just to be you know another statistic. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's for sure. It's especially now, like it, it's and I, okay, this this is a question for me, not not even from from the listeners. So like. We we grew up in the military system, so we we really didn't have the same concerns. But like me now having to raise two young black men and considering like how things are and like because I wasn't exposed to that growing up. Like I didn't have to worry about being shot. I didn't even see that for real a lot. And I know like you grew up um, in, in, in bad neighborhoods and I didn't have to experience that. Not that my kids are growing up in bad neighborhoods at all, but does it does it scare you like for Xavier and Allen to like grow up in in a system where it's like everything's built to for black men to fail? Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you that that even bothered me with you. So with Xavier, because no matter what neighborhood you is, we can say it's not a bad. Maybe we think some neighborhoods are better, you know, of course, but still, it can happen anywhere. So I just I thought a lot about that. You don't even know how much I even thought about that with you. That I just think about my kid go out or my grandkids just even go outside. Outside, they can get into a fight. People don't fight like we did. You guys use guns and knives. and So it, it always crossed my mind. But then you try to not let it cross your mind. But it is. It's, it's always there. So I do hate the world, the way the world is now, especially for our black people. I don't know why we have to use everything with balance. You know, we can't just, you know, like when I grew up, we, we fought. And by the end, they were friends again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But... But, you know, yeah, that worries me a, a lot. And I just know since Xavier is so sweet and innocent and he, he don't know anything about all that type of life, that worries me a lot. You know, I'm like, ooh, I, I don't know, my grandson may need to get some, go to karate class like I did something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I, I, couldn't even, I can't even imagine Xavier getting a fight. Like, he's so yeah. loving and caring. Like, if somebody tries to fight him, I just, they have to be the most evil person in the world because I just don't understand how everyone couldn't love him. And, yeah, it's my son. It's easy to say, but really, he's the most caring person I've ever seen. 
I know. He is. He, he's unbelievable. That's why I tell my mom, I'm like, I, some, I don't believe this. this. That grandson's like the best. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, the the uh the next question well the next two ones kind of go hand in hand so the, the next one is what's your favorite memory of Cordero? Of oh, Cordero, let's see the favorite memory. Oh, let's see. I don't know, cool, because you was a spoiled brat. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> you were a spoiled brat. I'm not lying. Uh, I guess hmm, favorite memory. Hmm, maybe that's kind of hard. Ah, oh, let's see. Uh, maybe I, I love. I don't know. Cause I have so many, so many. Seriously, and I don't even know which one to say. But I'm gonna say one. This one. I think this is a good. One. Your first. It's not your first Christmas, but the the Christmas that I remember of you, where you had so much stuff, and you were just didn't know where to go. You had stuff all around the Christmas tree, just many, many presents, and you act like you were just in heaven. You just <laughs> so like. That whole Christmas day, you you just was like, oh my God, I I can't believe you you, you just stay entertained the whole day because you had so many things that we bought you, and it was just so fun just to see you in that world. Like, oh my God, I'm in my own world. I just can do, you know what I mean? I can do and have fun. I don't know. I don't know if that's crazy to say that's the best memory, but that's one of my most memorable. You know, that- it was just so fun to see you enjoying your Christmas like that. That's definitely good. I, well, of course, I don't remember that one. But my um, my favorite memory of like us as a family is and it, it's it's so crazy because it's just like a normal day. But it was really it was really it, it just stuck with me. So me and Xavier came over. Um, The girls were there. You made hot wings and we and we were just sitting. <laughs> no, seriously, we were just sitting around talking. Xavier was a baby. It was before any of the other kids were born. So it was just Xavier. And we were eating hot wings. Terrence came over. And it was just, a, we were just chilling as a family that day. And, and oh, it was the same day that I think I put on that mask and scared the, uh, scared the kids from the, from the um, back patio. But yeah, it was, it was just a good day. And I, I always remember that day. It was just fond and funny. Yeah, you guys always love me. Make some hot wings. Okay. <laughs> yes, hot wings yeah. and mac and cheese. I, either or, just I, I, I can get that mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> um, the yeah. next one is, um, and this isn't just about me. So this is in reference to all of your children. Is what's the craziest thing you've ever seen with your children? Oh, the craziest thing. Do it have to be all you guys? Well, because uh, let's see, the craziest thing I've seen. I don't know. The, well, your sisters jumping off the balcony one day. I'm in the kitchen and they jumping off the balcony onto the trampoline. And oh, I'm like, what do you keep on seeing? And I'm like, wait a minute. They were jumping off the balcony to the trampoline at the bottom. So <laughs> that was really crazy because I'm thinking they can break their necks or anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, let's see if I can pick one with you. Now, you have so many crazy things. <laughs> <about this. laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Oh, the ones when you sneaking. I don't know how you still did this. Maybe how you did that sneaking in the basement with your little girlfriend, getting out as I lock you out. You still managed to get in my house. Oh man, <laughs> I do remember that. That was <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna tell y'all good things about you. Now. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, yeah, I remember you kicking you kicking me out because I remember we were mm-hmm. we were getting ready to cook and I. Like I said, I was a hothead. I got to talking smart, and you were like, "Get out my house!" And I think I was looking like, "Are you really kicking me out?" Like, 
<laughs> then, right. I, then I waited till you left, and yeah, I snuck in the basement. So, yeah, that was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you. I really don't know how you. How you? Seriously, I said it earlier. I don't know how you didn't kill me. Like, like that. I know that, I should have. That age frame between like thirteen and like, like eighteen to nineteen. I really don't know how yeah. you didn't kill me because I was I was loony. Yeah, you were really a little out there. Then if I kill you, my daughters wouldn't have mother, so, <laughs> so I couldn't do that. <laughs> what um, what do you what have, was there ever a time in where like you and dad disagreed on how to raise us? Because I like I remember like as a kid, and you know, I, not that you guys never got into it or anything, but I really don't remember many times you guys like having a big disagreement or anything like you probably handled that behind the doors but has there ever been like a time where you guys really just didn't agree on how you wanted to do something with us no that's not for honestly i gotta say this it, i really um not maybe till you, you guys got older and we wasn't together but while we were together no we didn't have any disagreement because he and i i guess because we just agreed on we were just so happy with the kids but we agreed on, you know, you guys, how y'all had your time together and the girls and I had their time together. And he really let me basically kind of run the household. So as far as I know, we really didn't have too much dis- uh, disagreement because really he was more lenient on you than I was. I, I think he was. He let you yeah. get away with things more <laughs> than I did. You know, so I, I guess if I had to say anything, I disagree with probably school, school. Because okay. I think sometimes I probably was like, oh, well, he, he may not understand that. He may not do this. Because, you know, girls were still young. But he may not. And he was like, oh, no, no. He he need to do this because, you know, Dad wants you to all get all age. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that was that would be the most time we disagreed on anything. Because I was more lenient for school, though. He wasn't. Yeah. You know, he didn't play when it comes to school. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> he still doesn't play with. like it. it right. Yeah. Um, dad, and the thing with, and I'm going to try to get dad, see if dad will come on for father's day, but you know, dad can be so grumpy sometimes. Who knows? Um, yeah. but, uh, the, the thing like with growing up with dad is it's crazy how I was able, like most people, it's the mom who you're able to get over. And I was over, always able to get over on dad. And I, I just remember, <laughs> I remember always being able to get over him or I would piss him off. Like, I don't want to make it seem like I don't ever piss him off or he, didn't have to get in my butt from time to time, but I feel like dad was softer on me than you were sometimes. And, and well, it was certain aspects because there were things that you were softer on me about. Like when dad would put me on punishment and not want me to do anything. I remember when you would be, wait till he goes to work, you like, you could watch TV, but you better turn it off before your dad gets home. <laughs> right. <laughs> he knew what we was doing. I hate to tell you. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. But you got to realize you was my firstborn, too. He is, too. But I'm just saying, you know, so you're a little bit more. Hmm. I don't know. You think I was easy on Cheyenne and Patricia than you, though. You were. <laughs> you were way easier on them than me. Like, the, the looking at the way you raised them versus the way you raised me, it's, like, completely night and day, I think. But... <laughs> You, you, and don't get me some of that is on me too because i realized like especially looking back and now being a parent i realized that i was honestly just a butthead for a lot of times <laughs> um but I, I i and maybe the i think every older kid feels like that about the younger kids too though right right and you can like you said you guys are 10 years apart too so you've been the only kid for 10 years so it's hard do you remember the time when i came to your school and i said you oh, I remember you want a brother and, sister? Yeah. and i <laughs> i came to your school i said 
I put there, we having two. You said, who asked for two? Nobody asked for two. <laughs> I remember that. that I, so nobody asked for two of them. And then I, then after that, I held out hope for so long that it was going to be one boy and one girl. I'm like, I'm still right. going to have a little brother. I'm still going to have a little brother. Didn't happen. <laughs> Oh, I, I and I still remember when Trish like being in how small she was when she was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so tiny, but remember you were a big help. That's one thing I'm gonna say because Daddy had to go away right when he went to Iraq. Really after they were born, and you like, mommy, I'm gonna take the little small tw- uh, twin. Remember you used to always bathe her. Mm-hmm. And, man, I'm telling you for real. One for you helping me like I. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> you were a big help back then. I, I'm serious. You'd only be ten. You was you were just a great help. Uh, yeah, and now uh, they get on my nerves. But I, I no, I love those. I love my sister so much. I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And even when we became a single parent, think about it. You was cooking. That's why you cook so good now. I'm like <laughs> when I was working on two jobs, you always had a dinner. And I know it was a lot on you too. And I think that's sometimes why you're rebelling because you're like, oh, I got to be here with my sister, my mama, not here. But you, you really helped me. And that's and that's one thing I guess I should have said was really one of the things that I admire and respect about you is that too. That I'm, you know, even though we had our little flaws, but you really helped me a whole lot when I was working those two jobs, and I had to try to cook. You always had, the, you know, the girls' food cook and everything for me. Now you didn't clean no house, but <laughs> <laughs> you did help me cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I was bad about cleaning. I, I, I remember one time I, um. I you like because I had my own bathroom. Did me and the girl share a bathroom? No, I think they didn't want to share a bathroom with me because I kept the bathroom dirty all the time. But but I uh, I remember I like left my towel out or something, and you were going clean off of me, and I'm like, it's just a towel. But looking back, I'm like, because I I do that now with like Maya, and I'm like, dang, yeah, I was I, my bathroom was disgusting. I had a teenage <laughs> boy bathroom for real. Um. <laughs> Um, the the last question that we have, at least from listeners, is um, is there anything you ever wanted to tell your son but never have? No, because you know why? I'm in a secret. It's not really that I because you know, really, I, I'm straight up with you. You got to admit that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to uh, hide things because I don't think that's the only thing I, you know, anything I've said, I, I think I can tell you anything. I mean, the. The only thing that, like I said, even when you first told me you was having a child so young, I was disappointed. I know one thing it is. You know what it's going to be. What it's going to be. I don't know. When you didn't tell me you was married, Uh-oh. that's the thing that really, oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that might be the only thing. Uh, other than that, I just didn't like that hurt me so bad. And I don't know if I even ever told you how bad that hurt me because you didn't give me the opportunity to even. Well, you did later on because we did give you a wedding. You let me do it. But, you know. I didn't know for a while, so you don't know how bad that hurt me because I never even expressed the hurt that, you know, that you put on me getting married and didn't even tell me. I didn't know for months. So yeah. I guess that hurts. That's it, though, really. Because any other time I tell you anything I want to tell you. So. <laughs> that, that's, that's one thing that we I will say about our relationship is that and and I used I used I'm not gonna lie I used to get pissed off about it because I'm like my mama never takes my side but the thing is, is that you you're not one of those parents that are like my baby can't do no wrong like if I'm wrong in the wrong you're oh, gonna no. say I'm in the wrong right. and I appreciate that now more than I did when I was like a teenager because of course it felt like dang my mom was just always picking on me but I appreciate I appreciated that about you and I I know I can come to you and vent I know that what you're gonna tell me is is right. Even if I'm in the wrong, you're going to tell me right. And I, I love that about our relationship. 
I know. And even though I get I get frustrated some and it's 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 crazy now how like we are now, even when I when I am getting frustrated and you know I'm getting frustrated and you're just like Boy, you need you need to chill, like, cause you don't you don't be paying me no attention when I'm mad, and it's I guess it's good after, like, how hot headed I was as a kid, but like, mm-hmm. I'll be mad and you just be looking like, all right, you're like you you doing too much right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you always calm down. I like you always call me and like, Mama, I'm frustrated. I'm, you know, especially with Daddy or whatever, and you'll call me. So I do like that. That's, that makes sense, too, especially because as old as you are now, you still call me to ask. You. To kind of calm you down. That's kind of special. <laughs> yeah, that's our relationship, Mama. I mean, I, you you know I love you, and I'm I, I apologize for just you know the stuff I I used to say when I would get mad and I would I would lash out and stuff, and I I'm I'm sorry for that, and I'm I'm thankful that we have rebuilt our relationship, and I'm I'm just thankful that I have a mom that loves me really like, and I'm, I'm appreciative. I know I'm now that we live further apart, we don't see each other as much, but. I I love the hell out of you. I really, really do. I I love and appreciate you so much. And I know I don't call as much as I should, as a son should. I know I don't do that stuff. You and Grams get on me about that. But I I honestly, honestly, really, really do love you more than anything in this world. I know. I know y'all love me. And I love y'all too. (laughs) You know, anybody, you know, asking about my kids, they think I think I got the perfect kids. So anyway, I do. Well, you definitely have the, the most handsome son in the world, too. So that makes it easy. Oh, well, thank you, son. <laughs> Even though you don't like my beard, which I, I don't No, understand. I hate that beard. <laughs> you ever spend, when you come back here, you say, I'm cutting that beard off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, that's all the questions, Mama. Is there anything else you want to say or share with the audience? Um, anything before we go? No, I'm, you know, anybody who is a single parent, and it's, it's hard. It's hard. You got to give up a lot of things when you're a single parent. And really, you need to think about the kids first before thinking about yourself because your time would come. So that's, that's the only thing I would say uh, to give anybody advice. Just make sure your kids come first, but still, you know, try to have time for yourself. But always put those kids first because that's important. But that's it. <laughs> all right well that's my mama people we're gonna go ahead and go i want to uh thank you again mama i love you happy most days nona <laughs> i love you i'm i really miss you happy mother's day nona i hope you're having a good day and i just wanted to say that's my memory today mm. good memories there's so many Mm. Just hanging out with you in general. I should say that. Just hanging out in general. Of all the memories I could pick, just the best one. Happy Mother's Day, Nona. I miss you and I love you. Alan, pay attention to say happy. Happy Mother's Day. Day. Nona. Nona. Say hi, Nona. Hi, Nona. Nice just to keep on the lights. Mommy got the trainer wheel so I can keep on my bike. And you would give me anything in this world. Michael Jackson left the end of the club but didn't get me on curl. And you never put no man over me. And I love you.
you for that, mommy, can't you see? Seven years old, caught you with tears in your eyes Cause a nigga cheating, telling you lies Then I started to cry as we knelt on the kitchen floor I said, mommy, I'ma love you till you don't hurt no more And when I'm older, you ain't gotta work no more And I'ma get you that mansion that we couldn't afford See, y'all, unbreakable, unmistakable Highly capable, lady that's making loot A living legend too, just look at what heaven do Send us an angel, and I thank you, mama so loud for you Cause I'm so proud of you And I, let me tell you what I'm about to do Mama, I know I act a fool But I promise you I'm going